Welcome to Walk with the Wise, along with First Presbyterian Church of Lancaster, Pennsylvania, where you'll find a joyful community on our way to becoming mature human beings that go back out to love our crazy world. I'm Pastor Dan Snyder, and I'm here, as always, with Andy Kendig. Hi, Andy. Hey, Dan. Welcome. However you found us, we are glad that you found us. Welcome back to our mini-season of Advent here at Walk with Wise. Uh, we are excited again to be in this mini season we got season two coming up here in 2024 which is just a reminder for you to subscribe make sure you are sharing our podcast so that you are able to get the next episode as soon as it comes out and is released to the world and dan uh that's gonna be a good season it is it is we already got some recorded we got some uh, people lined up Uh, we are looking forward to 2024 but here in the mini season of Advent, Dan, we have another great guest joining us today. Yes, we do. Uh, some of you have not yet met our guest, and so uh, he needs a little bit of introduction. Um, today, we're joined by another of our staff members, um, the Dr. Adam Lefevre Hughes. We don't call him doctor around here unless we need him to do brain surgery. Yeah. yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's just Adam, which is one of the things we love about Adam. So, uh, yes, but Adam's our new director of music who joined us in August, and we are incredibly pleased that he picked us to uh, come and work along with us. And Adam, you're, you're, this is your first Advent with us. Yeah. And yeah, you seem is. to be doing okay. I, I'm holding it together for yeah. now, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> well, you know, we have this thing called Christmas that's coming up, Adam. So I hope you're hope you're ready for that. But uh, yeah, it seems like, uh, you know, you've been in uh, church music for a long time. And mm. um, uh, it feels to me as I've worked alongside of you that Advent has been part of your life. So kind of what's your... What's your history with Advent? Yeah, well, first, thanks for for inviting me yeah, today. This is, yeah. this is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I grew up. I grew up in a church that celebrated Advent. Of course, those those four Sundays before mm. Christmas Eve, and uh, it was you know always a time of of waiting. And you know, I remember when I was very young. Of course, you know, there's we're lighting the candles each week, and you see more and more light uh, on yeah. that on that Advent wreath. And um, always being so excited then, you know, if there's, there was that middle candle, that white one, you know, the one in the middle and thinking, ooh, when, when do we light that? And always yeah. being so excited yes. um, when we did that. But yeah, Advent, uh, you know, grew up with that. And um, so it's always been a, a, a little bit in my uh, uh, part of my life. And then um, I went to a Lutheran college and mm-hmm. Valparaiso University. Wearing, wearing the shirt today. Yes, and, you are. And <laughs> I, um, uh, there we always had an Advent and Christmas Vespers service. Oh, beautiful. Um, where all the choirs and band and orchestra would get together and, and really do this whole journey oh um, through, you know, from Advent to Christmas. So we'd start out with that. Sounds rich. Um, with that. And, and it was just such a, um, there, there's so many images of the season and so, so many different um, ways to, uh, to approach it. And so um, I think that's, yeah, that's always been kind of a part of it for me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Wow. That's a great background. Um, uh, we've had a couple guests on the 
on the podcast here who sort of stumbled into it and found their way. And I think they would probably be a little envious of someone who <laughs> sort of got to have that as part of their mm. whole Christian experience. And it is, you named how at Advent we also see some extra little special things right. that pop up in in our liturgy and in our worship, and uh, that really makes Advent kind of, kind of special. Uh, the one thing that we notice when we are um, moving our way through uh, through Advent is that we sort of hold off on singing those favorite Christmas carols, and and some people get a little frustrated by that because you know they think if the Christmas trees are up in the sanctuary and the banners are hung and all that, why aren't we singing Joy to the World? Every Joy to Sunday. the World every week, or right. <laughs> nobody's yeah. ever asked for Frosty the Snowman. I did no. one time has, have a, a request for Rudolph. Wow! But uh, okay. yeah, you know. So, but we we hold off on those Christmas. Uh, songs until after Christmas. What do you, how's that? Yeah. How's that for you? Yeah. Well, you know, I think, um, as I have, uh, I'll say grown older, I'm not old yet, but, right. um, older, good way to say that. I have, um, you know, just in speaking from my own personal experience, um, that this time before, um, I think I think it's almost kind of countercultural to say, oh well, we know you know Christmas is coming. Yeah, we love Christmas and it's great, and there's so many wonderful things about it. And yet, there's this whole time before where we can really spend some time preparing, right? We prepare, right? right? We prepare our houses as we are able, right? Mm-hmm. And we we prepare, um, you know purchasing gifts for family members or other loved ones. You know, we, we, we do that, you know, in our, in our culture um, and kind of our cultural Christmas celebration leading up to the holiday, we, we do preparations. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, sometimes we get to church and people say, no, well, it, but it's Christmas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and we yeah. forget that, um, that preparation part. Um, and so, um, right. A lot of the music of Advent is, is about preparing, um, you know, we get some of those songs about John the Baptist saying, you know, prepare, prepare the way. Um, and, uh, and, and with that, there's, there's this, um, like I was saying, it's so, so countercultural. We just don't, we don't spend that time, um, getting ready. Yeah. Um, and, and often, you know, I think, um, you know, when we're younger, I was saying earlier about um, not being able to wait to light that middle candle. And, you know, Advent, you know, when we're young, it's so so easy to explain and to understand, and it's good that we start here, uh, to explain Advent as, oh, well, we're waiting for the baby Jesus, right? We're, we're waiting. Mm-hmm. And, um, it, you know, I think, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, we're waiting for Jesus to break into the world again. And, um, but, but that preparation and that hope and that expectation, you know, we know that's going to happen. Um, and so, uh, I think that there's, there's kind of this longing in, in the music of Advent, right? We, we are longing for a world that is better. Um, and maybe that's, uh, globally, but maybe it's also just in our own personal lives, right? A longing for 
peace with a family member or a longing for um, comfort. Um, And I think that Advent, and especially the music of Advent, really helps us to, to see that, that kind of countercultural message of Advent, um, that, you know, we, we, we don't have to jump right into the joy of Christmas. There can be this, this examination of, well, why, why do we need Christmas? And what, what is this about? You know, where are we coming from and where are we going? Um, and so, you know, that, that's, that's a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, you know, I really appreciate that. I, I, um, I would agree that we tend to think of it as countercultural. Mm. And yet I think that it is actually more in line with the essence of our humanity. Mm. Yeah. It, just the way you, like we really are people who might think that happiness is in the arrival, right? Mm-hmm. But happiness really is in the, in the journey, in the longing, in the anticipation. Um, I just heard poet philosopher David White talk about this kind of thing that you've brought up here just uh, mm-hmm. a little while ago. Uh, he, he agrees that the human essence lies not in arrival, but in, in being almost there. He says, um, in this one poem he, he wrote called Close, he, close is what we almost always are, right? Close to happiness, mm. close to another, close to leaving, mm. close to tears, close to God, close to losing faith, right? Close to being done close to saying something or close to success, and even with the greatest sense of satisfaction, close to giving up the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) You did say that Christmas was coming up soon, didn't you? I did. I'm not giving up that whole thing. You're not giving it up, right. No, but yeah, 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 that's a really wonderful... um, That's humanity. That's what connects us as human beings. Absolutely, Is that we all are, are, we're all on that, place where we're close to it mm-hmm. believing that the happiness is at the end but it's really yeah it's really in the waiting and yeah we're such a thing we offer uh, during advent yeah we're such an advent people yes. right kind of living between right. um in that space right you know jesus said i'm gonna come back right. and you know Jesus has always been here too, and and there's this already but not yet um, quality to to the season, but then also in our own lives, yeah. That that we, um, uh, yeah, that 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 closeness, that right. that uh, almost, yeah. almost there. Yeah, we could probably all tell stories of Christmas morning after all of the presents have been unwrapped, that we sit there and with a lack of fulfillment Mm. to the expectation that we had, Mm -hmm. you know, like, oh, it's done. Yeah. You know, and now what? Yeah, and and we almost learn or we, we, we can 
learn from that. Yes. The expectation was kind of the fun part. It was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And and I think in that way that that's that's how some of the Advent music for me is right. is oh these you know the the expectation. Yeah. And and yet you know this is kind of a different I think because God doesn't disappoint in mm-hmm. that way, mm-hmm. and we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultimately, sure. Um, and so that's sure. I think that's one of the yeah. neat things. Do you have any favorite Advent songs? Oh yeah, um, I tend to like the minor key stuff because I don't know. Maybe that means I'm a dark person, but I, I think really it's more that I I think that you can't really have the highs without the lows. Mm-hmm. And so sure. you know, I mean, all of the I mean, I, I love Easter music too, but so much Easter music, right? It's just like super happy and mm-hmm. super excited great things right. i'm not knocking easter music please don't write letters but <laughs> i i do think that the the low lights you know it's it's just like in a great painting you know the light shows up because of the the dark parts in the painting yeah. too and so um i tend to like things like o come o come emmanuel um that sort of uh haunting uh, melody. Um, there's this really great song. It's uh, it's uh, comes to us from Korean Peninsula actually, and it's um, "Come Now, O Prince of Peace." Uh, and it was it was really um, kind of it came about around the time that that there were a lot of talks. I think it was I think I read it was 1988 um, to to try to unify peninsula really yeah and um and it has all this language about uh come now prince of peace make us one body um you know bring us together in unity and um it has this beautiful melody and um very minor key and repetitive and it's it's very easy to lose oneself in it um and so um Things like that really uh, tend to speak to me this time of year, mm-hmm. um, and and it brings me to that um, that place of really uh, examining, you know, what's um, wh- what is uh, my calling, you know, to to uh, in this time. Yeah, that happens, doesn't it? Yeah, and. Um, Anyway, so there's that. And then, of course, I can't go without saying that I love the Canticle of the Turning because it's just so much fun. It's just, you know, a rollicking good time, I it think. Is. You know? Yes. And, yes. Uh, and yet it's also this song that Mary sang yeah. thousands of years ago. Uh-huh. And... Um, talks about, you know, rulers being thorn, uh, thrown down from their thrones and the poor and lowly lifted up and that those great reversals. Right. Um, I think it's just, um, uh, I, I don't know, I, I love thinking about that and singing about it. Yeah, um, yeah. thanks for reminding us about those, uh, those really rich songs that we, we really do only sing them at this time a year, yeah. like... Uh, it's not in a minor key, but uh, come thou long expected Jesus. Absolutely. You know, that's yeah. just one of my favorite. Like if we sang that in July, everybody would look at you and be like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Yeah, like yeah. that. the music is still wonderful no matter what time of year you hear it, but there is meaning to it. Yeah. And it 
draws you in more to the story mm. and the reflection of the time. Yeah, and and the story, right? Of you know, when anyone who has ever expected a baby, right? You get to the end of of a pregnancy, and it really is long expected. You get to that last month or so, um, and you know, any time now, come on out. Um, <laughs> right. My my first son, he was born like almost three weeks early. Oh, and so when our we were expecting the second child, he um, we sort of figured, oh well, the first one came so early, you know, the second one, no, no. Nope. The second one came a week and a half after his due yeah. date. Long and so expected. it was a full month, basically, wow. difference wow. of, of wow. how long we were expecting. And yeah, by by the time we got to that last week and a half, we were long expecting. Um, but, you know, and so in the same way, you know, you imagine that, that Mary uh, would have been, yeah, come thou long expected, you know, come on. But also we here now, right? Long expected, there's that duality of meaning where Jesus came in, you know, uh, in the story of the nativity and in a manger, and yet Jesus will come again and long expectation that way. And every year that goes by, that that song takes on maybe yet more meaning. Yeah, um, right, because here we are singing it again. Singing it again. Still waiting, but <laughs> right. anchored in a story of truth that absolutely gives us assurance it'll happen. Yes. And by, by putting those so songs in minor keys, like if you went and changed it to to like a major key or so, like all of a sudden it would change how you hear the words mm-hmm. because of the melody. Absolutely. You know, like that's... It's interesting when you do that. If you take a minor song and you change it, all of a sudden you don't hear the words the same way. Yeah. And that's the great thing about music. It's like it it puts you into this place. Yeah. I can't remember who said it. I I should I should really get it in my head, but some someone and I'm uh, someone's gonna remind us of who it is, I'm sure, uh, said uh, when you sing, you pray twice and um, you're you're singing the words, the text. And yet also there's something else going on, right? Where the shape of a melody will highlight certain words and low light wow. <laughs> others. Yeah, um, never, th- never heard that before. Never thought about but yeah. there's truth in that. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, absolutely, Andy, that the, um, the different, you know, a different tune will totally change how we think about um, a song too, not just changing from major or minor. Yeah. 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 It's that's I mean, it's always been the the great thing about music is that you can set that and the mute the actual notes mm-hmm. put you in a in a mood with yeah. the words that match along. Yeah. Yeah. You know? There's and such then, power in that. Totally. And yeah. then if you hear an instrumental version of it, you don't even need the words because mm. it automatically puts you in it. Like you know, I hear Oh come all you faithful on a mm-hmm. piano and I the words ring in my head. Right. You know, like you don't, I don't have to be singing along. That music is allowed, allowing me to go there mm-hmm. without the, without the words, which is, that's always been, a, music in my life has always been something like that. I love it in that way. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. Adam, I've wondered recently, maybe you can give us an answer to this question, how we're doing as a church globally, even. Um, with Advent, new Advent music, you know, um, mm. because I think we would all agree 
that culturally uh, more less and less people sort of get, you know, what what the church is going through in Advent. You know, we opened with this idea of like, hey, you know, where's the songs? Call, you know, shopping malls and <laughs> plazas are playing at October thirty first. They're they're already playing the Christmas songs of the culture. Um, how how are we doing as a as a church right now in producing new Advent music? That's or, a really great question. Yeah, you, um, yeah uh, there there are a couple. You know, I, I've uh, there are some new resources coming out, I guess, or that have come out in the last several years, and um, with some really great music in them. Um, I think uh, as a whole. One of the challenges with with new Advent music is it's already less well known, the stuff that we have, I should say. Right. And so um, one of the challenges is to craft music that will um, tell that story but in an accessible way. Um, And so I've noticed over, you know, even my time um, working as a church musician, that there's been um, a, uh, I guess I'll say a leaning or a uh, movement, not movement, that sounds too coordinated, but a leaning toward um, more songs with refrains, um, you know, parts that come back. Yes. Uh, And of course, these are really... These are really friendly yes, um, are. for yeah. making music accessible. Yeah. Um, you know, something that comes back. Um, and we're used to that at the heart language of, of, you know, pop music has done that. Right. All of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And and there's something, uh, and that's, yeah, it, there's just something really to that. Um, uh, we could probably even wax theological right. about yes. um, that sort of constancy. But um, I think, uh, you know, I, I think that another thing that the church is really trying to figure out right now is what's the primary, um, what's the primary song leader um, on Sunday morning? And, um, you know, is it, is it organ? Is it piano? Is it guitar? Is it flute? Is it cello? Is it human voices? Um, and I think that there's, um, there are so many different ideas of what that is. And so, you know, much like in the same way that there's, you know, we're almost overwhelmed by, uh, or can be overwhelmed by the media uh, and our our consumption of it. There's there's so many options out there, and so the real challenge um, for for um, putting together music is is making sure that that it is something that is contextual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here at First Pres, right, we we have um, so many uh, so many doors. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, there's uh, the nine o'clock worship service where uh, Nate and the band lead. And there's a lot of great music that would work so well with that. And yet then there's also the 1030 where we have choir and organ and piano and um, sometimes chel- like literally everything you named. I was like, well, we've had all of that yeah. here <laughs> and online. Right. Like we have, yeah. right, w- uh, which is great thing about for <laughs> FPC is that we have this ability to draw you in mm. musically in whichever style 
is the hook for you. Whichever door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and, and it may uh, it may be that also some of those styles would open our eyes to something we had never considered before. You know, I I I'm a classically trained musician. You know, I'm a I'm a pianist, and so I grew up, and I that's that's kind of my world. And yet, I you know, I can't count the number of times that I've heard. Um, you know, my good friend Eric uh, lead a song, uh, Advent music, or any other kind of song on guitar, or Nate um, down downstairs here at First Prez, and thought, "Wow, we don't have uh, we don't have anything like that," <laughs> and it is really making me think. Yes, and yeah. I think that's the real um, the real blessing, uh, of that variety. It's, it's a blessing, you know, and, and as I said, a challenge, but, but there's so, um, there's so much to be gained by remaining open to, to, um, the message in a song, even if it's not your favorite type of music. Um, you know, Yes, we all want to make sure that there is something that is kind of ours. And yet we all want to make sure that there is something that is ours, right? That right, there is right. something that belongs to someone else in the community too. Yes. And so I think that we do, the church does its best work when we have that variety. Right. Um, and, you know, I think, I happen to think we do it pretty well here, but... <laughs> Um, I, I think that that's one of the great things about music these days mm-hmm. is that that there is some thought being given to, well, how can we make sure that we're drawing from all of these different streams? Yeah, um, it, so. it's, a, it's a huge challenge. As you're talking about this, um, I'm thinking about uh, how difficult it is to... Uh, like you to present Christmas in a new way because everybody, mm-hmm. you know, feels the nostalgia and is like, oh, wait, like, but we've got to do it this way. Like, don't mess with Christmas. And it'll, you yeah. know, it's kind of what's going on in the back, yeah. back of the mind. Yeah, instead of so, don't mess with Texas. It's, right. It's, right. It's, it's don't, don't mess, mess with, with Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. So, uh, and, and you're right. I think it's a rich time to be leaders in the church because of everything you've named and just the whole idea of instrumentation. It's just amazing. I would lobby for more cowbell. Mm, always. Always. More cowbell. Always more. Be careful what you wish for. Yeah. We- <laughs> no, that, that could be... Yeah. We we could... The children would probably love oh, more cowbell. cowbell. We can do that. Yeah. So... I'll get on that. Which leads us to the next <laughs> section of our podcast, Andy. Yes. <laughs> How, what is your favorite? No, no. Uh, <laughs> that'd be a hard question. What's your favorite instrument? Uh, oh, pro- as a piano player, probably it's piano. It'd be pretty hard to top that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. For me. Um, but no, we're, we're going to stick with our adventy Christmas questions that we've mm. been asking. Uh, so the first one is what is your favorite Christmas cookie or dessert? Because cookies sometimes. Christmas cookie or dessert. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's not quite a cookie, but it is, and Dan's going to like this. They are pecan tarts. Oh, yes. Which are essentially little mini pecan pies. Oh, yes. yes. My grandmother used to make those. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Really? They are so much work. It's like... Yeah. But and they take almost no time to eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for as much work as they are, like, they they taste that good. 
Wow. Because you still make them. Wow. And, and they, but yeah, and, and the recipe doesn't make a lot. But they, they're a lot of work. We don't make them every year because they're so much work. So but they're, it's, it's just like intense. everything, you know, everything you want mm-hmm. in, in a cookie. Oh, at least it's everything goodness. I want, mostly because it's well. Dan and I are kindred spirits, yes. Be- because it's basically pie. It is pie. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, pie, it's pie and so cookie many form. versions of pie. Yeah. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that that's that's pretty high. Okay. That's a list. good one. Okay. Wow. I got. I'm hoping I get a get to try one of these. So. Yeah. Okay. Um. So our next question is: mm. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Okay. Christmas movie. It's a tie. Oh. Okay. It's a tie. There, there's an adult answer, and then there's the, 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 the child answer. Okay. So my adult answer is White Christmas. Oh. Yes. Oh. Because I love... Interesting choice. I, I love all the music. Yes. I love the dancing. Oh, gosh. Um, I am always in awe of how people can dance the way that people can. I don't know. I just, I just right. try to... Like, I can't even consider moving my feet uh, that quickly. Right. Um, the the answer from when I was a child is Mickey's Christmas Carol. Mickey's oh, Christmas Carol. Mickey's, I don't okay. remember that one. Christmas oh, I, I, I remember that one. Yeah. Yes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Don, uh, Scrooge McDuck. Oh is, yes. Right. Okay. Okay. And Donald is um, uh, Cratchit. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. Now I remember yeah. seeing it, but I can't remember the whole story. But it's got to be. Yeah. And yeah. Goofy is yeah. Marley. Um, okay, you know the, the right. one who comes back, and he he holds up two fingers when he says, "You will be visited by three spirits." Oh, <laughs> and and that <laughs> every time, you know, it just yeah. makes me chuckle and laugh right. because you know, at heart, I'm still a kid. Because we've we've had the Muppets Christmas Carol as an answer, also a really good one. Yes, and I just haven't probably haven't watched it enough for yeah. it to. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. and but. we've all had. Well, at mine. It's a great story. I, I'm the same way. Recently, I said uh, mine was the new Grinch one, animated Grinch oh, one, oh. Uh, which was very good. Yeah. Uh, Dan, what was yours? I can't remember. We, oh, it's still it's still the the Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown Christmas. Oh. Yes, all cla- classics. Classic. Classics. Yeah. 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 White Christmas. It's funny because I've tried to watch White Christmas with my kids. Yeah. And they were just like, because it gets into those dialogue sections. Yeah. Oh, it does. Right. This is boring. Right. It does. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. But I can see it's, that. It's a fascinating. St- story yes too. i mean uh the story itself is, and the uh, like you said the musical numbers and the dancing yeah. and the singing oh, yeah. are yeah. wonderful but yeah. it's, sisters i mean you know, yeah sisters yeah. Sisters. sisters yeah so um <laughs> yeah. all right so we have one more question okay uh this is a new one. Mm. Oh, christmas lights do you like to put them up on your house or oh. go and drive and see them oh. somewhere oh does it have to be one or the other? No, it doesn't. Okay. Well, I like both, but, <laughs> okay. you know, okay. So this year um, in November, I, we, my whole family came down with COVID and we had this really warm day and we were all at home and just sort of like, we were bored. We were tired of being at home, <laughs> tired of being with Stuck each other inside. in yeah. the same place. And my wife and I looked at each other and we said, Let's put the Christmas lights up. <laughs> so she so, and I went outside. The kids were inside. She and I went outside and because, you know, we're outside. Yeah. And I put the Christmas lights up. It was a very well satisfying done. feeling yes. to get it done. And it was done. I didn't have to think about it anymore. But every, I have to say every year we do, you know, you reach that point where you say you're just craving light because it's mm-hmm. that time of year. And you say to the kids, get in the car. We're going. 
can we have snacks? Yeah, sure. Pick something out, you know? And so I, I'm, there's actually, there's this one tree in, um, on, on Lampeter road, uh, as you're driving South, um, if, if you're in the Lancaster area, there's this one tree that I think they leave the lights up all year Oh yes, and they only plug them in Yes, yes. Uh, or turn I them know, on. I know the tree. Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous. It is gorgeous. And every year we have to drive by it and go, oh. oh. Yeah. I'm with you. That's my choice. Like I would yeah. much rather drive around and look at the lights than yeah. put them up. So if you remember the Jim Carrey Grinch, which I, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of, but like in the, in the movie, there's the light decorating cannon yes where it just you just shoot point oh. and shoot and the lights go up like if there was such a thing yeah. i probably would be okay with it but like i would much rather look at other people's work <laughs> yeah than have at, to do at it other people because the other job. part of that question yeah. is would you rather take down the christmas lights well or? that's the problem because whatever you it's like that up. person who owns that tree is like now yeah no, no, plug it, right just, yes yeah. adam you're exactly right I, i'm pretty sure they stay up all year. they I mean, do if it were me i they would do. do the same yes. thing i think there if are... i had a tree that looked that good i would leave it up yeah yeah, yeah. 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 how no about way. you andy uh yeah i you know i'm a i'm a drive around mm. and find the lawn that has like 50 inflatable things on the front of it you know, <laughs> wow be like right. that's amazing right. we have a yeah. couple there are a couple yeah yeah those neighbors are really few and far between and that might not. Yeah. And, you know, I do enjoy the new trend of, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, you have to pay, but driving through some of those like light yeah. experiences sure. where, yeah. you know, you, you to, it's to the yeah. music and yeah. the lights are going crazy and stuff like that. Yeah. It is fun. I wouldn't do it all the time, but yeah. once a year, I'm like, yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Back back to those inflatable things. I have to tell you this. So my for years, <laughs> my father in law would he he had a couple of these those okay. inflatable things that he yeah. bought after Christmas. So he oh, got them super yeah. on sale. Right. And he would prank people. So he would scout <laughs> out beforehand, you know, do they have outlets outside? And he when he knew they were gonna be away from home, he would drive to their house. <laughs> Set up this inflatable thing, yeah, and then they would come home and see it in their yard. And usually, it it was you know not the not the nice looking ones. It was oh, always right. the tackiest looking yes. one that he could yes. find. Yeah, the Christmas dragon. Oh yeah, <laughs> and so they would come home and find. He, I think he's done it to some of his pastors. And so, so watch out, Dan. Yeah, and um. <laughs> Uh, I'm giving people ideas. I know. I was like, my wife is at doing? home going, oh, I love this idea. Yes, I know. So I saying, I'm sitting here saying, mute this part. Anyways. <laughs> and I would, I think it's like, you know, nine times out of 10, he would get a text right away sure. because everybody who knows they, my father-in-law knows that do. he's the one who yeah, would do that. So but, but it's, yeah, that's, that's so, that's, that's the other so, fun thing about uh, lights that's for so us. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so if, if sometime in January or beyond you find an inflatable on your yard, you may know yes. who put it there. All right. Oh, Dan, let's, uh, well, let's get back well, to it. Yeah. Let's uh, wrap it up here. Um, so, uh, Adam, you're from uh, the Midwest, mm. and you've been in Lancaster how many years? We've lived here about 10 years. 10 years, yeah. all right. Um, yeah. So what, you know, you know a, a bit about the Lancaster music scene. Mm. You know, what 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 makes it unique? Mm. Um, what's uh, unique about the music scene here? You know, we have had uh, the Lancaster Symphony Orchestra here. We know what a special thing it is to have the symphony, mm. and uh, Wheatland Chorale's coming up, uh, mm. it, well, it, or will be by the time we... Uh, post this, but um, yeah, what else is unique about Lancaster's music scene? Yeah, well, I think it. Um, I, I think what really strikes me about Lancaster 
um, and music is that there are so there's such a a wealth of riches. I mean, there, uh, that's that's not a very good phrase, but there's so many yeah. um, musical groups right, that really right. do good work. Right. Um, and and beyond, you know, we, and I can think of the British Brass Band, and not that I don't think they always do um, concerts this time of year, but um, there's music for everyone, which is. Just an amazing oh, right. organization. And all the ways we get children into music at yeah. early ages. That's wonderful. And, um, you know, I think it's its kind of a, uh, it, it's a playing out of a little bit of this area. When I first came here, um, you know, my wife was trying to get me oriented and, you know, she would talk about, oh, you know, we're going to go up to Lidditz, but we're driving through Neffsville to get there. And, and, you know, and, and so, okay, I'm trying to remember all these names of all these little communities, you know, there's Smoketown and um, I, I'm yeah. sure there's a hundred, yeah. hundred more. And, uh, you know, in growing up in Omaha, Nebraska, you know, you lived in Omaha and, um, yeah, it used to be called Millard, but nope. It's not you. Can, if you looked up Millard, Nebraska, on a map, you wouldn't find it. So right. Once you hit the cornfield, you're it, like, oh, that, oh, that's oh we're the out end of, of Omaha. We're out of Omaha. <laughs> oh, you know that doesn't work here. And so, um, but here, you know, so many of these communities have. You know, I think it's a question of longevity. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but they they've been here so long, and they retain this identity um, yeah. separate. You know, they their identities separate from one another. And I think what what that plays out to with music is that we are then blessed to have so many musical groups that grow out of these communities. Yeah. And I think that, yeah. I mean, that's such a neat, um, wonderful thing about this area. Right. Um, it's, you know, it's it's not a question of, oh, you know, is there are there going to be any concerts this season? It's like, oh, gosh, you know, yeah. what am I going to go listen to? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many can we fit in? Yeah. 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 And so I, and I think that that, that sense of community is, is really a big part of this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and how those, all those different communities also come together um, as sort of one Lancaster County. Right. Um, right. And with Lancaster city at its hub. Yeah. You know, so as a hub. Yeah. Um, that's that's one thing that has really um, uh, been striking. Yeah. To me. Well, like who else in the world has Tuba Christmas? Mm. You know, like I don't know if it's still on Tuba Christmas. It's Tuba something in the holidays, but uh, yeah. But like it's like a whole Tuba band. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's just incredibly special and unique. The best and thing. A little a little quirky, but really cool. But you know. That isn't that Lancaster? Absolutely, a little quirky, but really cool. But really cool. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that's very cool. That's yeah. I right. couldn't really sum it up too. That, much that could be our tagline for our podcast too. <laughs> yeah, a little quirky, a little but quirky, really cool. Really I, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not your pastor, though. You would no, say that about your just pastor. the podcast. Just the podcast, podcast is, yeah. is a little quirky. Right. If that really starts cool. showing up, I'll know where it came from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, well, we are, you know, I just remind us of the close poem again of David White, that we're close to happiness, mm-hmm. close to another, close to leaving, close to tears, close to God, close to losing faith, close to being done, close to saying something or close to success. And even with the great sense of satisfaction, close to giving the whole thing up. But uh, here we are in that 
that time when we can all be human together and uh, and express our longing. Mm. Adam, thanks hey. for uh, being part of this today. Thank what you. A, what, a, what an enjoyable time. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, like I said, however you found us, we are glad you found us. And we are close to Christmas and we are close to 2024. So make sure you're listening to all four of our mini season of Advent episodes and make sure you're ready for season two of Walk with the Wise along with First Presbyterian Church of Lancaster, PA. It's coming to you in January. We'll see you soon.